Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of This Podcast is a Ritual. As always, I'm your wizard, Devin Person, and we're going to start this episode with a special announcement. Next month, at the end of November, it's going to be the five-year anniversary of This Podcast is a Ritual, as well as the nine-year anniversary of my original ritual to become a wizard. We'll talk more about that in a moment, but to celebrate this anniversary, I want to do something different. I want to offer one-on-one wizard mentoring sessions to five very special listeners. I want people who have been listening to this podcast for a long time or have just tuned in or anyone who thinks that they could use some help from a wizard. These sessions are going to be kind of an interesting hybrid. They'll be a little bit like the things that we talk about in this podcast, but they're also going to be a lot of bit like the things I actually do in my day-to-day work now as a hypnotherapist. So there might be some hypnosis. We might come up with a magic spell for you to do. But whatever it is, I'm going to be giving you my full focus and attention so that we can work through some challenge that's going on in your life and create a slightly better reality. If this sounds like something that you'd be interested in, please apply at personisawake.com slash talk to the wizard. We're going to have that link in the show notes as well. But once again, that's personisawake.com slash talk to the wizard. Even if you're not 100% sure if it's the right fit, just reach out because people are often doubting themselves, which is something we're going to talk about today. And I often find that when someone says, well, I don't know if this is it, but they're generally going to tell me something really amazing and exciting. So I'd say reach out. And even if we don't select you for the episode, we're probably going to have a special gift for you that will be debuted later in November. So please reach out. Let me know what's on your mind. I want to talk to you. I want to help you because that's honestly what wizards do. Now let's get into today's actual episode, which is going to be about the very fun and not fear-inducing topic of failure. I'm recording this without a script. It's something new that I'm doing, and we're going to talk about why a little bit more later on, but that means that I'm probably going to fail at certain points to make myself clear or say things exactly how I would have wanted to write them. So for me, this is a little bit like walking on a tightrope without a net. We're just going to put one foot in front of the other and hope it goes all right, which is more or less what I've been doing for the last five years with this podcast. Uh, This upcoming anniversary has got me thinking a lot. It's got me reflecting on my own journey as a wizard and the way this podcast has grown, all of the amazing interactions I've had with listeners, including everything uh, that went into the very special Swedish quest that uh, took up a lot of time at the end of the summer and was just tremendously rewarding. And I just, you know, really got to experience what it is to have this podcast be a vehicle to create magical opportunities for me and other people in the real world in a specific country. Uh, that was That was really insightful. But behind the scenes, especially as I was preparing for that trip, 
the wheels were coming off a little bit. Um, I was dealing with a lot of stress and frustration and uh, really doubting what it means to be a wizard. And so today, that's what I wanted to talk about. So we're going to have a five-year anniversary of this podcast as a ritual. But like anything, the roots of this podcast as a ritual go back earlier. It's kind of like if you've ever seen something about The Simpsons. And yeah, there's the early episodes of The Simpsons where the voices are kind of off. But then you can go back even further to the Tracy Ullman show where there are these weird little shorts that sort of are The Simpsons but are very different. And before this podcast as a ritual became the idea of this podcast as a ritual, it had several different iterations. Originally, at the time, I was living in New York City and I was going out after work in wizard robes to ride the subway and talk to strangers. I had a fake sign that I would put up over ads that looked like one of the MTA's, you know, etiquette, like don't lean on a pole or don't be on your cell phone or whatever it is. Um, oh, everyone's on their cell phone. That's not the right one. See, I told you I was going to fail. Anyways, I would sit in front of the sign that said, talk to the wizard because no one meets a wizard by accident. And sometimes people would talk to me and we'd have conversations. I would grant them wishes. Uh, it was a really interesting experience some of the time. Other times I'd ride the train and New Yorkers would just kind of ignore me and I didn't really want to push or try and sell anything. So I would just sit there and just get off and get on another train and ride back and forth. And that would be what I did after work. How was your day? Uh, but I thought, okay, there's these conversations I'm having. Maybe this would be a cool podcast. Maybe it would be interesting to talk to people on the train and the serendipity of the moment. But I never actually wanted to record the conversations. Like that was the stumbling block for me. Every time I would think about, okay, I'm going to go out and record, uh, that, that kills the magic. It's so interesting when there's just this wizard here in front of this sign and all he wants to do is talk to you. But when he's suddenly saying, hey, can we actually, this is for a podcast, it becomes, I don't know, not commercialized, but projectized. It becomes for something else. It's not just for the inherent magic. And there's a lot of background noise on the train and people were getting on and off pretty quickly. So these conversations were not, you know, more than a few minutes. And... I just realized that I, I didn't want to corrupt the nature of this kind of freeform magical experiment and try and make it into something else. But that idea of a podcast recording audio, that was, that was sticky. So I kept mulling it over and I thought, talk to the wizard. That's a great name for a podcast. And maybe it could be a call-in show or something like that. But originally I thought it would be this, what I'm doing right now. I would just sit in front of a microphone and talk about all of my wizard ideas. And that ran into a pretty big problem when I tried to sit down and just talk into a microphone and realized that's hard. Uh, maybe, you know, you could do a lot of editing and kind of massage it towards a finished product, but I really struggled to sit down and talk conversationally and come up with something that I felt was listenable, meaningful, good in some sense. And so that project fell apart too. And as I was struggling to 
pick up the pieces and figure out how do I make this wizard podcast idea come together? That's where, of course, classic wizard fashion, let's go meta. The podcast itself is a ritual. I was probably stoned in a bathtub when I had this epiphany, and I probably jumped out of the bathtub like Archimedes, screamed Eureka, and ran through the streets of Greenpoint, Brooklyn, naked, so excited about this plan. And that was the right move. This podcast has been amazing, and it being a ritual has changed it, where, yes, I am the titular wizard, I'm the one that's talking, I'm the one that's pushing it forward all the time, but it has become about community, and it's let me meet listeners and engage and do things like the Wizard Hotline, and just, you know, go out and talk to people and guests and learn about the world, and it's become a vehicle for my curiosity, and so that's something I'm really grateful for. But it's also been a lot of work. I've been doing this for five years, and that's been a lot of time that I've been thinking, okay, I've got to get a podcast episode out. What's it going to be about? Oh, I need to reach out to guests. Oh, who should I have on? Oh, I got to get that intro written. Oh, I guess I'll do it Sunday. Oh, but I got invited to this thing on Sunday, and I want to go to this brunch and hang out with everybody else. But no, I need to go home and spend hours writing this intro and recording it and trying to edit the episode, blah, 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 blah. And that's a lot of pressure. And so this episode is going to be about failing, about the thing that you try to have not happen, the thing that so many of us are afraid of. That's why we experience that pressure. Because if there was no consequence, real or self-imposed, then it wouldn't mean anything. You just go, oh, I didn't do it, no problem. And maybe some of you do. But I think a lot of us have something, at least one thing in our life, that creates this fear of failing. We don't want it to be bad. We don't want to screw it up. We don't want to disappoint somebody else. And so we run around and we do whatever we can to keep the ball moving forward and not let that failure catch up. But in the last few months, I have let that failure kept up. Kept, See, I told you there's going to be all kinds of fun airs. I've let that failure catch up with me. I've let it roll over me like the big giant stone ball in Indiana Jones, crush me completely, and I'm still here. So let's get a magic word out of the way. And what better, better magic word than failure? One, two, three, failure. Failure. Fail. Fail blogs, fail compilations, all of those videos of people hurting themselves, injuries, making mistakes. There's so much pressure in the world to get it right. We feel this discomfort at a deep level when we think about getting it wrong. Now, I don't want to project out other people's experience is certainly going to be different than mine, but I'm hoping you find something relatable in what I'm sharing. Now, let's get a little bit more specific, because some of you might be wondering, what did you fail at? What are you talking about? You've been doing a podcast for five years. You're America's number one wizard. What are you talking about? Good question. Well, when I first decided to become a wizard, I thought the logical first step after my ritual 
would be to write a book. Originally, I had this idea that I was going to write a book called How to Win Reality and Influence People. How to Win Life and Influence Reality. That's what it was. Terrible title. Didn't write it. Didn't know what I was talking about. Got swept along into other things. And I realized, okay, I'm just going to put that down. And I'm going to write a small book, Mysteries of the Deep. And that was much better. But a few years ago, right around the beginning of the pandemic, that idea to finally write my real wizard book, the one that's been brewing inside of me the whole time, came back, and so I set to work. And so I've spent the last three years working on this book. And you might remember that last year's anniversary was a ritual about this book. It was me asking for help because I thought I was close to getting it done, and I wanted to figure out how I could kind of utilize this community to help make this book launch I don't know, something. I did not have a very clear plan. But one of the patterns that I have come to recognize in the three years I've been working on this book is I always think it's almost done when it's not. And so I, at the end of last year, produced a first draft. It was 100,000 words, which is very long, and there's a lot of it that I'm very proud of. And I took a break, I stepped away from it, and then when I came back, I started the process of rereading, rewriting, producing a slightly better second draft. And as I was working through it, I could see the parts that were good and the parts that needed improvement, and I was regularly going to a cafe, sitting down, writing for hours at a time, making progress. I had a wonderful writing coach. I was working with uh, Roy, a podcast listener in France on illustrations. I was trying to keep everything going and it wasn't working for me. I was struggling. It was very hard to read writing about what I want wizardry to be and how it means being authentic and not being like one of these fake, you know, scam artist meditation guru types that goes out and preaches one thing and then is sexually harassing people and, uh, you know, stressed out jerk a-hole behind the scenes. And so that has always been the thing that I didn't want my wizardry to be. I didn't want to present a character and then just be totally different behind the scenes. But as I'm talking about doing magic and creating your own narrative and finding joy and slightly better and all these wonderful ideas that I truly believe in, I wasn't really living them because my life was kind of stressing me out. I was trying to run my business, my hypnotherapy practice, and then I was trying to fill all of my available time with working on this book, writing this book, and I was constantly feeling like I was behind and I was letting people down and it wasn't as good as it should be. And, you know, that's a lot of imposter syndrome. It's really hard to write a book about how to use magic to make your life more fun when trying to write a book about how to make your life more fun with magic is taking the fun out of your life. I was starting to isolate a bit. I was spending a lot more time just smoking weed and watching TV at the end of the day, feeling exhausted, like I didn't have energy to go see friends or do the things that I normally like to do. And I certainly didn't have a lot of extra energy to do the kind of fun, playful magic that I was writing about in the book. 
I mean, I did do some magic in the, uh, you know, revising process and, you know, I'm still a freaking wizard, but it was draining me. It was affecting my relationship. It was affecting my feelings about myself. And I was just feeling more and more blocked and constantly trying to create more pressure with artificial deadlines. That was really how I learned to get things done. I used to feel like I was just, you know, trying to do sit-ups in a hammock is how I've described it before. I always wanted to do creative projects, but without external obligations like, you know, a paper being due in school or an event that's already booked. Uh, I'll procrastinate endlessly and drive myself crazy and not get anything done. So I kept creating these deadlines. I kept saying, okay, next month is when it's going to be finished. It's going to be finished by the first. It's going to be done before I go to Sweden. This is going to be done. This is going to be done. And was just feeling worse and worse and worse. And so finally, I hit a crisis point and things had to change. Uh, I had a lot of conversations with my beautiful poetic partner, L.A., and was finally able to see some of my own demons that uh, had been invisible to me. You know, I, I as a wizard, I want to be self-aware and I make a lot of jokes and do podcast episodes like this where I try and be as transparent and vulnerable as I can be. But even though I would make jokes about, it's funny that I'm a 37-year-old man that walks around in wizard robes, I was never really getting to the root of why. You know, the kind of childhood pain and things that drive me to want to create the Protestant work ethic that makes me think that productivity is all important and this output is what really matters and uh, trying to be different, trying to be special, trying to prove my ideas, trying to explain my philosophy to the world and really to myself because I was learning a lot about myself by writing that book because these ideas had just bounced around my head forever. It was only when I started to get them onto the paper that I started to really get at what all of this wizardry meant to me. Now, at a certain point, I had to just set things down. And magically, that certain point perfectly aligned with going to Sweden. So I got totally offline. I put my business on hold. Uh, I was doing some podcast stuff, but I wasn't on social media. I wasn't reading the news. And what I found when I got back is I thought about, do I want to get back on social media? Do I want to try and work on the book? And it was, no, no, I need, I need to take a longer break. I need to pause. I don't want the podcast to drop. I knew that. I wanted to keep this going. We've got five years of momentum. I don't want to lose that. But if this process of trying to write the book this way isn't working, do something different. That's the heart of my philosophy. And it was time for me to start actually living the advice I was writing down instead of driving myself crazy trying to write it down. So being off of social media, this is a bit of a tangent, but I don't want to tell anybody else what to do, but I think we're all feeling a shift in how we think about these platforms in our lives. And I'd been stuck in a weird pattern for a long time where I had gotten off Facebook. I'd never done Twitter, but I, you know, Instagram was the kind of one that I was trying to build an audience on. And I love getting random messages from listeners and people that find me there. 
that is so cool and magical. That is how I've met amazing people. That is very special. The rest of it, oh, it's poison and trash. Like it's it's literally an algorithm that's designed to make us work for it. And being a wizard and trying to talk about meta-awareness, I was very meta-aware of that, but how do I talk about that to an audience on the platform that's responsible for it? And so my recent revelation was you can't. No one no one cares. <laughs> We're all trapped in the loop. We don't like it either, but we want to see a dog dunking a basketball and someone falling into a pool. We don't want to see some wizard lecturing us about how Instagram is bad on Instagram. So what I have found to be a lot more wizardly is not caring about it. I post my little flyers for Wizard Wednesday. I'll check messages now and again, but I'm not trying to work a third job of curating memes so that uh, Mark Zuckerberg can buy a 14th vacation home. Uh, and I feel a lot better. I also feel a lot better not trying to write this book. It's still there. It'll come out at some point, but I needed to change some things about what I was doing before I could re-engage with that project. But there's a huge irony here, and I want to zoom into that now. Because while I was going through this whole process, this crisis of faith, struggling with my wizardry, feeling stressed, I was also working full-time pretty much as a hypnotherapist in my second year of private practice. And so when I wasn't trying to push myself to go sit someplace and write and get things done and get a podcast episode out and Wizard Wednesday event and throw some DJ party and blah, 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 I was sitting in a room and talking with people who didn't know that I was a wizard. They had just Googled hypnosis Louisville because they were looking to quit smoking or deal with anxiety or get over a phobia. And so I would sit in a room and talk with them. And yes, sometimes we do hypnosis, but sometimes we do other imaginative exercises. And what, you know, we talk about as wizardry and what I'm doing in my hypnotherapy practice there's a lot of overlap. And I've always said since the very beginning of this, the wizard is not the hero. The wizard is here to help the hero on their journey. And that's what I feel like I get to do with my clients. And that's been amazing. So here was this very weird, <laughs> very ironic situation. Whereas before I felt like I had to work a day job that wasn't wizardly. And then I would go put on my robes and truly be a wizard. Now I was taking my robes off to help people use their imagination to solve problems and really experience magical change. I'm not trying to toot my own horn here. I want to put these ideas into the world. So I just want to give them the full force that I've seen amazing things happen with my clients. I've seen people let go of lifelong phobias and just be okay. I've seen people feel less anxious quit smoking, realize things about themselves, experience profound transformation. I've worked with clients for extended periods where we're able to halfway through look back and say, hey, remember the issue you started with? We're totally on something else now. That's not even a thing anymore. And they're just amazed. So this was such a strange situation where I'm really inhabiting the wizard role more fully than ever 
without the robes. And yet in my quote-unquote wizard pursuit of writing a book and trying to finally define, by not defining what a wizard's supposed to be, uh, I'm, I'm miserable and I'm frustrated and I'm hurting myself and the people around me. I'm failing. So that's what's been brewing in the background. And I've thought about how do I want to express this in the podcast? Uh, I have other ideas that we'll maybe get to in the future, but it kind of kept being this catch-22 because I'm trying to do less and feel less stressed and just enjoy the fact that I've done nine years of work to define myself and present myself to the world as a wizard. And I can just kind of sit in that now. (laughs) I don't need to like go and bang on doors and make sure that everyone really, really, really knows that I'm a wizard. Um, I've got this podcast audience and you all mean so much to me and we can connect and I want to explore that, but I want to explore that in a different way. And so I kept getting a little bit stuck of how do I have this conversation without trying to write a manifesto and then stressing about writing the manifesto and then I'm back to square one. So I've just been mulling things over. I've been aware that each week I'm like, oh, I should really get a podcast out. And I'm like, yeah, I should. But I should also be mindful of, you know, what's behind that fear. Am I afraid that if I fail to get a podcast out, everyone's going to leave, that the audience rate will plummet? I don't even look at my analytics. I don't know how many of you are out there. I, that's that's fine. You know, I, I want to give you high quality magic content, but it, it can't come at the expense of my own magic. That That's just going to dry the well out. So around this time, I got a message on Patreon from a listener named Star in Australia. And Star wanted to let me know that they were going through kind of a tumultuous life period with a lot going on and approaching their 30th birthday and had decided that they were going to take on the wizard mantle. They were resonating with this podcast, with this word, wizard, and they wanted to move in that direction. And I said, great, the world needs more wizards, all power to you. And so we were just chatting back and forth. And finally, all of these things kind of fell into place where I said, wait a minute, I'm trying to do this all on my own. And the supreme irony is that last year I did a whole freaking anniversary ritual about I need help getting this book out. And then I continue to try and do it on my own because I'm the only one that can write it. And I stressed myself out and burnt myself out. And now we're approaching another anniversary. And what am I going to do? make it into another big project that I have to do all on my own and I don't even know what I should do. So I was up late one night and I saw a message and I just said, hey, Star, anniversary is coming up. What would what would you like to see? And they said, oh, it would be so cool if you could do a session where you were mentoring someone else or someone was mentoring you. And I just said, that is absolutely perfect. And they gave me a word that I am amazed that I'd never thought of before, but this is the magic of taking things from other people and not trying to do it all on your own. So full credit to Star for this one. But Star referred to me as a Wisno therapist. And I said, Wisno therapy. Oh my God. I'd never even thought about that word. That is beautiful. And that's what I want to do. I want to bridge the gap between what I'm doing in private with clients behind closed doors and the incredible transformations that are happening there 
and this archetypal figure of the wizard who is a helper who can help people use imagination to really experience change and the power of this undefinable, uncontrollable, uncontainable magic that we all experience, but we never know how to articulate fully. And that's what makes it beautiful. So I was going, wow, okay. Wisno therapy. So that's where the initial announcement came to. We're going to come full circle, celebrate the uh, prototype title of the podcast, talk to the wizard. It's going to be a special series. And I'm going to sit and talk with a few listeners. It could be you. Personisawake.com slash talk to the wizard. I want to have these conversations focus on somebody else so that we can show how magic works in action, in practice, and give me a break from trying to write about it in theory. So I'm looking forward to that. I don't know where this podcast is going to go from here. It's going to keep going. I'm, I'm confident in that. But I want to do something different. I feel like I don't want to just write an intro every other week, talk to a guest, come up with a how-to, you know, well, maybe we'll do some more of those. I'm not limiting anything here, but I want to have more fun. I've enjoyed the podcast, but I've stressed about it. And I want to bridge the gap between my hypnotherapy and my wizardry and explore this idea of wisnotherapy. So maybe there'll be more episodes like that. Maybe there'll be more where it's just me not bothering to write a script, sitting down and talking, because I'll tell you what, I've done this all in one take so far, and I am way better at sitting down and talking into a microphone than I was when I was first starting this podcast. That is for sure. Um, I've thought about having some other kinds of guests that I can just shoot the shit with, you know, not trying to have a specific topic. Um, I don't know. I'd love to hear your ideas. Reach out. <laughs> message me on Instagram at Person is Awake or join the Patreon and message me there. Uh, these messages affect my reality. I see them and read them. This podcast truly is a ritual. We are all in this together. And so this right now is magic. This is cathartic for me because I am doing what I think is so important for wizards to do and pull back the curtain. We are just humbugs and charlatans behind the scenes, and that's okay because the wizard and the Wizard of Oz helps the scarecrow, Dorothy, the lion, and the Tin Man, gotta get them all, uh, all realize important things about themselves. They have these resources within, and he helps them realize that. And so that's what I want to do more with my wizardry, but I also want to put down this burden of trying to never fail and just have some sort of success that I don't even know if that exists in the year 2023. Our social media platforms are falling apart. The world is weird. We're about to get hit with a tidal wave of AI-generated content. I mean, I've thought about feeding my whole podcast into an AI and seeing what it creates. You know, it's going to be weird. But I think that human connection is what it's all about. And so even though I'm literally sitting in my therapy office by myself right now, talking into a microphone, you're somewhere else and you're hearing this. And that is the magic of this podcast. And you have an opportunity, if this resonates with you, to step into that magic, to go to personasawake.com slash talk to the wizard, to send me a little 
information about yourself, fill out a form. It's very quick. And then you could be on this podcast getting some wisdom therapy. And that session could change your life. It'll certainly change mine. And it might change the listeners who resonate with it. And that is how we are working together to create a slightly better reality. Now, that's one of my slogans, create a slightly better reality. But I want to go back to another slogan to finish out this episode. Some magic words that I think about all the time. So in my hypnotherapy practice, I was trained in a style of hypnotherapy that's called Ericksonian hypnotherapy. And Milton Erickson was a psychologist um, that had barely survived childhood polio, I'm pretty sure. Like he was in bed and could hear the doctor telling his parents that he wasn't going to live through the night. And so he like stared at the spot on the wall and just was like, I am determined to see the sunrise. I'm going to see the sunrise and it's going to hit this spot. And he survived. And then he was paralyzed for a long time. So he observed the people around him because he couldn't really communicate. So he was just watching and noticing all these kind of hidden patterns and noticing all of these hidden patterns. And he didn't invent hypnosis, but he really changed the approach because previously people had thought that hypnosis was this magical state and some people could do it and some people couldn't. And so what they would do is they'd have a grad student sit somebody down, the test subject, they would read a script to them in a monotone voice. The person went into trance, they were hypnotizable. If they didn't go into trance, they weren't. Erickson said, that's a load of fooey. That's nonsense. Everyone is unique. Everyone is hypnotized in their own way. If you sit a grad student down and you read a script in a monotone voice and someone doesn't go into trance, all you've proved is that person doesn't go into trance in that way. And so a good hypnotist does something different. And this is one of the mantras that was taught to me from Milton Erickson. Resistance is feedback. If a hypnotist sits down with a client and is saying, close your eyes, and the client keeps opening their eyes, and they're getting annoyed and saying, oh, you're doing it wrong. Oh, your hand's supposed to levitate in the air, and you're supposed to be in this deep trance, and you're doing it wrong. The hypnotist is doing it wrong because the client is giving them clear feedback that what they're trying to do isn't working. And so instead of just continuing to fight the resistance, work with it. Learn from it. If you're getting resistance for yourself and you're really saying, oh my God, I'm procrastinating so hard on this thing, be curious. Why? Why is this thing so hard to do? Maybe there's a very good reason that it's stopping you. It doesn't mean you're never going to do it, but it means that learning why you're resisting is going to be much more helpful than just trying to power through. If something you're trying to do in the world isn't working, you're trying, you're trying, it's just not going anywhere, be curious. That's feedback. Why isn't the thing that you're trying to put out resonating? Why isn't it finding an audience? Why aren't people responding the way that you want them to respond? And I'm saying this because this is my experience. I encountered a lot of resistance trying to put this book out, and I failed. I was hoping to have an announcement for the anniversary episode this year about here's how to pre-order and blah, 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 and it's not done. It's not there. I don't know when it will be. My resistance showed me that I was trying to do things on my own and I was trying to talk about wizardry more than do wizardry. 
and I had this incredibly valuable practice of doing wisnotherapy with people that I needed to integrate into my actual, actual wizardry. So that's where we're at. We're doing weird free-form experimental episodes. I'm talking slowly. I'm leaving scripts behind. I'm going to be sitting down to do wisnotherapy with listeners like you. We're going to have an anniversary, and on the other side, we're going to discover more stuff, more ways for this podcast to truly be a ritual and create more community and connection to make it more fun for me and more fun for you. And I don't know what that's going to look like, but I'm excited to discover it because the only thing that I know now is that on the other side of failure isn't the things that you were afraid of, that you were terrified of, that kept you up. On the other side of failure is just another day with more learnings and more possibilities and more opportunities. And so if I've learned anything from this failure, it's that being a wizard means remembering. The wizard is not the hero. And so I should stop trying to do everything on my own. And remember that this podcast is a ritual, is created by the community that you are creating by listening right now. And that is the most important magic of all. So I say this to you to remind myself, I believe in you. Your magic is real. <laughs>